0: So hey guys and welcome back to my podcast Say. I'm your host Jana Ali and today we have a really special podcast I think to me because recently I think if anyone knows me um, I've been doing a lot of work about race and identity especially the Indo-Caribbean race. Um, That's my heritage and I'm really keen to uh, bring a bit more representation to there. So today we have two really important people, if you want to introduce yourself, tell us your name, uh, what you do and what you're trying to do for the community, I guess.
1: Hello, uh, my name's uh, Bilal Ali. Uh, I'm Jana's cousin. Um, I'm 19 and I'm at uni at the minute. And um, hopefully this podcast can spread some awareness about Indo-Caribbean culture.
2: Hello, I'm Chandani Pasad Kamalaji and I'm a radiographer in the NHS. And I ran a dance school and I'm very, very involved in the Indo-Caribbean community.
0: So what made you guys wanna speak about the culture? Because I feel like um, for loads of, for, well, for the generations that have come to London um, and maybe even before that, like we've been quite a silent culture for quite a long time um, in terms of, well, it could be that we were silent or we're not heard. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to us because our appearance is very Indian in looking but um, obviously our culture is Indian influence, but we also have that Caribbean fusion. So what is it that made you think, I'm gonna start talking about this and I need to be heard? And for what reasons?
1: Um, I think, so from my own personal experience, uh, like I just shared like a couple of minutes ago, um, I've never met another Guyanese person my whole life. Which up I on, find really crazy. Up until <laughs> this point. so crazy. Um, you know, and I think until I mean, when I ask uh, when I'm asked uh, where I'm from, it's always misconstrued like I'm from Ghana or something. Like oh my Gu- God! Yeah, Gu- <laughs> Ghana's not a real country. You know, what I mean,
0: <laughs> you always get that. So where are you from? I'm from Guyana. Oh, uh, Ghana. Oh, Ghana. Okay, and you're like,
2: Ghana- yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really match up.
1: So it's like, um, I think spreading any awareness about it is is very important because. If that's if that's a if that's something that happens or people can't even think of it as an actual country, you know, you know that that should be removed and you know there should there should be more awareness about because there's really cool things about the culture and there's many cool things about the people. who Yeah, are it's quite it.
0: a unique kind of. It's very unique because it's a hybrid
1: of of Arabic, you know, Indian cultures, even African cultures that.
0: Or even when it comes to like, there's Portuguese. There's exactly,
1: there's so many and you can't you can't pigeonhole a Guyanese person because you can relate to everybody in a way. And although there's like the flip side of that in a way where you kind of feel a bit, um, you, you don't really feel grounded in a specific thing almost. Mm. Cause it's kind of hard to translate that to some someone else who's maybe just purely Indian or Pakistani or something like that, who have like a very centralized like music or film mm. or whatever, guy Gu- Guyana as far as I'm aware, doesn't necessarily have that same kind of attribute to it. So. So yeah, um, generally, just spreading more awareness about it is
2: good. I think. Yeah.
0: So what? What made? Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you? Did you? Miss Trinidad?
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I was born in Trinidad. My mum's Trinidadian and my dad is Guyanese. Um, and it's really nice to meet you guys because actually, it's crazy to me that you have never met Guyanese people. That yeah. just blows my mind. Like, I feel like my whole upbringing has been. Very West Indian. Yeah, all I know is Guyanese and Trinidadian people. We've
0: had a very different experience. So, I feel t- <laughs>
2: here that there are Guyanese youngsters who've grown up in this country and never met another Guyanese person. Right. You know, okay, fine at school and at college and at work and whatever. You never saw Guyanese people, but on my weekends, on my evenings, it was purely West Indian people. And all the followers who are following me, we've pretty much all had the same upbringing. That we are very much involved in our communities and whether it's because of Monday or we know all the DJs and every weekend almost when we were growing up there were Guyanese dances and park limes and we would constantly mix with each other now we're in our late 20s early 30s and we are a generation that's very strong and proud to be Guyanese and Trinidadian and we've grown up with that our entire life so for me when I say I'm Guyanese or I'm Trinidadian like I feel it because that's all I know.
0: So then do you feel like because I feel like from our side, it feels like there wasn't like no one talked about being Indo-Caribbean. Like and then when you talk to someone else about it, it's like they have no clue. Do you feel like that's completely different
2: from your side? Well, I um we've just started a online group called Indo-Caribbean London and it is it has really reached out to people like you guys who I didn't even know existed, because as far as I was aware, all Guyanese people all knew each other. Mm so like coming here and speaking to you obviously what we've done has reached a larger amount of people younger people as well so it's interesting to me because we've always grown up with very established Indo-Caribbean organizations which is what my parents when they came from the Caribbean we slotted straight into that already established community so it's interesting that you guys have never been aware of those organizations that put on these dances and they would bring artists from the Caribbean Trinidad and Guyana and they'd put on massive shows and you know, that's the culture that we grew up
0: with. It's really strange as well, because like, so our family, we they own a uh, mosque in Harangay. you're familiar mm, with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and as far as I was concerned, like I knew that they held like fundraisers and all of that. As far as I was concerned, that's the extent of
2: the Indo-Caribbean in the community. No. And now when I'm hearing about this whole yeah. new one, I'm like, sorry. We, <laughs> ev- almost every weekend growing up, there would be something. And I think that that, what's interesting to me is if you've never grown up going to Guyanese or Trinidadian stuff, how do you identify right. as a Guyanese? How, does that, how is that culture difficult. within <laughs> you? Because the rest of us that like, fly our flags and we're so proud, we've grown up with it. Yeah. So it makes sense that we're so proud. But for somebody who has never grown up and I didn't even, wasn't even aware that, how would those people feel? Because it's just around us all the time. So how do you guys feel? It's
0: quite interesting actually that like, you say that because like when I was younger, I didn't know what I was. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like I, I to, to everyone else, I looked Indian. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe I was Indian. And then like grandma used to watch all the Indian shows. Yeah, <laughs> and like, sure. and like they used to like put on Indian music occasionally and they used to like occasionally dress us up in like ghararas and saris, but it was like fancy dress like I was telling mm-hmm. you. And so I kind of felt like I was pretending to be something. I d- but I didn't know what I was. Do you
2: have a pride? Because like for me, when I wear my Indian clothes, I feel proud because that's me. In the
0: beginning. So when I was a kid, yeah. I didn't because yeah. I just didn't identify with that. Like to yeah. me. And, and also other people didn't understand how to like identify me. Which is understandable because you can't, you can't expect someone to understand you when you don't even understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all I knew was my grandmother had a Caribbean accent mm. and she was talking about this place, Guyana. And then when we got to high school where the schools started to become a bit more di- diverse from just um, Asian, cause in Brent there's a lot of Asian. Mm. Um, then there was Caribbean people and I was like, but wait a minute, like I know soca music too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I eat the same food as you like, so am I them or am I them? And then it becomes really confusing and then you kind of become a bit, isolated because yeah. you don't know who yeah. to relate yeah. to. Yeah.
2: I think what I found, obviously at the weekend and with our family and stuff, we just live a Caribbean existence. But what I found was growing up, the Asian community, they don't accept you mm. as being Indian. Yeah. They think you're black because you're from the West Indies. What's and 20, and 20, the 20. Africa Afro-Caribbean community, especially the second, third generation who have never been to the West Indies or who don't know that much about West Indian culture, they look at you as an Asian. They don't look at you as Caribbean. Right. So what my biggest issue was growing up is not not identifying with my own community because I am, like I've said, a very big part of my community. We ran a dance school in the community. We attended all the parties. We know all the DJ. I can go on and on and on. Like We are a central family within the Indo-Caribbean community, which is probably why I felt this urge to start this organization in the first place. I have no problem identifying as Guyanese or Trinidadian. My issue is for the outside world. Right, to
0: understand you. They
2: don't accept us as being Caribbean, the Mm -hmm. Afro-Caribbean people, and the not the ones from the Caribbean, but the ones that have grown up here, second, third generation, and the Indians don't accept you as being Indian. And that is the part I find really difficult because I've grown up with Indians my whole life. I do Indian dancing. I identify as a Hindu. So for them to turn around and say, well, you're not Indian... That's the bit that is that I hurtful. really struggle with. Yeah. yeah,
0: it is quite hurtful actually. Is it for you? Because I mean like we live kind of in the same yeah. area. They're not too far away. Not but like far. growing up, was it? because like both your parents, so like I'm mixed, I'm half Egyptian, half Guyanese. So my experience is different in a sense, well, okay, if I feel like I can't fit in here, then there's another side of me Mm. that maybe will embrace me. And then it also makes it a bit more difficult again because like you feel like you can't fully relate to somewhere, but you're fully Guyanese. Yeah. And so when you explain to people that you're like Guyanese, but you've got Indian heritage, is that like, do they understand that? Like as a child, like your friendship group, what did that look like?
1: That was incredibly complicated to a point where like adding to what you said earlier about uh you not really knowing where who you are necessarily like i thought for the for like a good amount of time i was probably arab or something like that because all we were exposed
2: Sorry, you can ask a question just curious if you've never grown up around guyanese people how do you identify as a guyanese like are you proud of guyanese culture or
1: i think now that i've allowed myself to educate myself about the history and talking to like my grandparents about it and understanding more about it just uh individually I get my pride from that but it's still incredibly hard to fully immerse myself in the culture because obviously I'm not even aware of what the culture is so do you
2: feel Guyanese or do you just know you're from Guyana
1: um I just know that I'm from Guyana I wouldn't say I feel Guyanese because I haven't I don't think I've had a chance to feel Guyanese and I think as I was just saying the for a good amount of my life i think i thought i was arab just because obviously i was raised muslim yeah. so all oh, i was exposed to in like a cultural sense musical do you think
2: you would have enjoyed growing up definitely in, within I the community thought, oh how my god, god. I, I think sp- that's I think. A, yeah i think that's
0: a yes from everyone have <laughs> you seen the bloody I culture <laughs> <laughs> I spent,
1: like i spent like my whole life like trying to like inclusion is like it's like a drug you know and you thought and i've always wanted to be included in something
0: you want to be able to re- it's human nature yeah i and can't like when imagine you, not feeling
2: included like and that. when you're yeah. with
1: when you're when you're like 13 or something and your friends at school asking you where you're from and they don't they can't even register as a country and you can't
0: and they try to tell you where you're from yeah you know, that's so the worst so like part about say, it i would yeah. say i'm
1: from south america or something like that like i would I'll keep it as simple as that because even I have an I actually have an anxiety saying I'm from Guyana because I always feel mm. like they're misinterpreting what I'm saying. You, or yeah.
2: they have to have a long explanation exactly. afterwards. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't geographically <laughs> yeah. okay
0: I can, I can relate know. to that because sometimes it's easier to say you're South American because you could kind of pass. Yeah. Problem, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? The problem yeah. with that
1: is like when you say you're from South America I was like <laughs> Exactly. <I> was pigeon- <laughs> That's I was, what I would say. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> everyone would be like oh he's from Brazil. So I was like whatever man you know and you get you get this this weird resentment towards your own identity because it's like it's just this constant thing trying to like it's like a you battle a yeah. i feel and like
2: if you guys had grown up with us within it that resentment necessarily <laughs> wouldn't have been there because oh, definitely, yeah. yeah because like i always say it's frustrating explaining to outside people who don't get it mm. but at the end of the day on the weekend you're surrounded by people that look like you you're all listening to chutney you're all going to you know parties and stuff so you don't have that resentment you just wish people would just accept you when you say you're Trinidadian and you're guyanese yeah okay. that's fair but, but i think i hear that everyone yeah. doesn't know where Guyana is as well yeah. <laughs> even, <Ghana>. yeah.
1: <laughs> even with that though i don't think especially where i live there, there were no opportunities to to go to like the, these types of events that you're describing yeah. to to even have that kind of like the the I remember the the closest thing to that would to be go to like North London or something like that yeah That's what my dad yeah. was going on about. But
0: you know, do you know what I think it is as well? I feel like because we're like quite a few generations down, mm. in a sense where our family came over from Guyana in the Windrush, mm. I think it just all got washed out. You know, like I can imagine your family coming to London, and at that in in that time, you want a sense of community and you want a sense of belonging. But when you've raised a family in London already and also they have a lot of things to deal with like in terms of just getting work in general Mm, because mm. of the way like their color wouldn't allow Mm, that. mm, mm. And so I think that sort of like community started to get washed out and then people started to spread across London and you kind of lose that. And no one really explains.
2: So how do you guys feel that I've said that growing up for me, there were these very strong Indo-Caribbean organizations. Does that come as a shock? to you guys yeah. to hear. Yeah. Because some of these organizations genuinely think they did a great job, but I'm looking at people I, who no, honestly. obviously never even because was aware you know, the of the mosque things. that you
0: went to, we went there every Saturday, um, me and my siblings for a Quran school, because obviously they used to teach um, Arabic and stuff like that. And every Saturday, even going there every Saturday, and that's a Guyanese, West, that's a West Indian mosque. You still didn't feel like you were Indo-Caribbean. Really? You still didn't. Yeah, like, because as far as I knew, everyone had an English accent. Okay, the food, but that food could be passed for Indian food as well, because it is Indian influence. And everyone was at most like their cultural, what do you think
2: is synonymous with Indo-Caribbean in your mind?
0: I feel like there's, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing, I don't know. I don't know because for so long I didn't know what it was. And now I'm discovering what it is. And now I'm discovering that yeah. you've met you met the can, right person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like you said about the spectrum, yeah. explain that actually. Because oh,
2: okay. So I went, um, I was asked to come on the BBC Asian network to explain what Indo-Caribbean is. Mm-hmm. And what I've, what I've tried to tell them is that I can't speak on behalf of everybody. Cause for example, if I went on there and I've given my views, people like you guys who've never met Guyanese people are gonna be like, what's she talking about? So all my views are my own views. And I think that being Guyanese or Indo-Caribbean is a spectrum. And like I said to you earlier, on one side of the spectrum, you've got people like me who are very, very Indian proud, proud of being from India or Indian roots. And then on the complete other side, you've got people who don't really like Indian culture. They're from India originally Guyanese, but they don't really like Indian culture. I don't think you guys fit into that necessarily because that's for people who are aware of it and choose to not like it. Whereas you guys are in this completely whole other bit of the spectrum that I need to create. People who don't know anything about us. So within that spectrum, you've got either you really love it like me or you know about it and you choose to reject it a little bit. Um, So that's what I explain the spectrum as. Because I feel like where
0: I am is that it's okay to not be culturally bound to a certain space. Mm. So I'm okay with embracing the Indian side that I know is it's in my genet- genetics, like that's, I, it's a beautiful culture and I will fully embrace it. But then I'm also okay with being very West Indian as well. And, but then even what does that mean? Because that's even like mixed up. It's, it's very hard, but I think it's important to be like no experience is a wrong experience um, because it's it's just how, it's how you were, it's the influences that you have and that's perfectly as valid as someone that is like fully proud, fully knows where they are. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what makes an Indo-Caribbean is all that confusion almost that's mixed up into one person.
1: Yeah, to add to that, I think I've... I think from my own experiences, I've realised that it's better. It's better to um, to not define myself by a culture and through my own indiv- individuality and understanding of just all the all the influences that make up me. Because obviously, um, where where our family originated, in Guyana. There's there's so many there's so many compound cultures like yeah. like. Is, there's Indian to Chinese influence, so it's hard for me to generalize that into one kind of identity, and and not even letting that again define who who you are. And is what you said, and I think that in itself is the most is what one should kind of be prideful of more. I think
0: is that you can be anyone really, but the fact is yeah, because
1: it's like my dad was saying to me like recently it's like we have more we have more uh, in common with, like, the British white, but we're not British white. Right, yeah. But at the same time, we can move in a room of a white, a British white person or a black person or an Indian person because there's elements of all those ethnicities and race race and cultures and upbringings that are all bled into how Guyana and, and all these things are built, built up from... Mm and i think that appreciation is actually quite a unique thing to have yeah because you have people who are like uh, fully indian or pakistani or whatever and they're fully identified and fully um, defined by that culture and they'll only allow themselves to see past that culture mm. like forever and it closes their mind off to so many things and um yeah i think with with with, with guyana in general um you know because since, since i've never i've never genuinely met Another person or had any opportunity to go to like an event to meet more Guyanese people. Obviously, I would have took that up because like you'd want to. Of course. And um, it's kind. It's kind of sad, isn't it? But
2: yeah, no. I was gonna say that's just crazy to hear that you've never been to Guyanese events and could never get the access to it or didn't know about them. Yeah, a little bit. my whole childhood oh, oh it's okay yeah it's, you're young still there's lots of stuff happening yeah. coming up but and- i think
0: that you're you're right in a sense of like you don't need to say that i don't need to be like i'm indian and i don't need to be like i'm west indian Indo-Caribbean is a completely different thing it's, in itself. It's a
2: complete own thing.
0: Yeah. And I think that's that's the mistake that we, a lot. I think a lot of Indo-Caribbeans make mm, that mistake mm. is that we try to simulate to a very certain culture, mm. forgetting that we can have our
2: own culture. Like yeah. we deserve that, you know? Mm, we have so much we history. Have our own food, our own history, right. our own music, our own culture. Exactly. And the point of this new generation of Indo-Caribbean people, what we're trying to do is... Not say, look, we're Afro Caribbean because mm. I know some Indo Caribbean people that identify as Afro Caribbean. You you cannot possibly identify as Afro Caribbean. You have a completely different experience. And you right. cannot identify as an Indian from India because again you have a completely different experience. So the whole point is finding this pride within being Indo Caribbean. Yeah. And that's who we And that's are. enough as well. That's more than enough. Yeah. It's We've got the best of every world. How many people love Indian culture? And then how many people love Caribbean culture? Okay. And we are set bang in the middle of being able to enjoy both of these yeah. things. Especially me, I enjoy every yeah. part of it.
0: Yeah. So, okay, I want to hear the funniest things or the weirdest things that people have reacted to when you say I'm from Guyana or I'm from, I feel like you probably, you might have a bit of a different experience because Trinidad's very well known in the Caribbean. Guyana's a bit like, it's like A little lost little piece of the Caribbean. So, what is the, obviously we all know the Ghana one, yeah. Oh, you're
2: from Ghana, you're from Ghana, you don't okay. know that you're from Ghana. <laughs>
0: I've actually heard someone say because I've said, Oh, I'm Guyanese, and they said, You're Chinese. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, like, no, I've never heard that one. Not okay, the same thing. Or you get the one where I say, Oh, so my dad's Guyanese, and he's like, Oh, so he's black, yes.
2: Yeah, I right, get, right. Oh, so you're half Indian and half black. I get yeah. that all the time when you say
0: coolie. Can we just talk about how the fact that the word coolie first of all, it was a derogatory word in the beginning. And also it's lost its meaning now. Yeah. Yeah. It's changed.
1: It's a very powerful
2: word. I think there's a whole debate that needs to be had on that. Because
0: like, well, first of all, now, like, I feel like the generation that were around tend to only know that word as being like, as if you're, you are half Indian and half black.
2: It's a very, it's, it's kind of the Jamaican influence, I would okay. say. That in Jamaica, I think the word coolie, and they don't pronounce it coolie the way we do, they say coolie means anybody with sort of Asian texture here. So that's now come over here. And I've had people in school, when I'm in school, saying to me, oh, that coolie boy did it. And I'm looking at the boy thinking, oh my God, there's another Guyanese person. <laughs> and like, there's a fully like non Indian looking person. And I'm like, that's not what coolie coolie means yeah. but you cannot that's a battle we can't seem to win so when you can't even own your own derogatory term right what where have where have we gone wrong however I never realized that Guyanese people and Trinidad people are so happy to identify with the word coolie until I got social media really? because on social media there's this coolie this and coolie that and everybody's subscribing oh, to it and I only know it as a derogatory term and the, the, the circles that I mix with, we don't really tend to use the word Cooley. So on if you have a look on social media, oh we'll yeah, coolie this and coolie that, and yeah. it's all about memes and, and, and the funny parts of the culture, which I just find bizarre, like, really? yeah. But yeah. the word Cooley I think needs to have its whole debate because some people, it's like the N word now, they've taken it back right. and they own it now and they're very proud of it. Whereas I think the older generation would probably be horrified by yeah. the fact that people are just throwing this word around so easily. Yeah, that's, that's
1: funny you mentioned that because, yeah, obviously um, growing up, like, my parents would sometimes use it in like a more colloquial like way. But um, it's funny how because that, that Jamaican, um, like, Jamaican slang and like Guyanese kind of words have like integrated into like uh, British like vocabulary um, so i remember i remember when i was in like year eight and i remember like unironically just because i was brought up i'd say ting like mm. instead a thing like just that's how i pronounced it and i remember people would absolutely roast me because like, why are think you trying to be think, black? It's, like, why trying to be black or yeah. like, why are you trying to be like jamaican or something mm. it's, like i just literally all i know mm. and even just using words like i don't know like i use the word batty a lot but like that's like a they british people have like Spun that into like uh, like an like a homosexual like like, and I, I've never understood it as that and, and, it's just it's wild. You've got
2: to remember as well that the Caribbean influence in this country is very Jamaican heavy, yeah. so a lot of what people know about the Caribbean is the Jamaican aspect of the Caribbean. So, oh, what part of Jamaica is what part of Jamaica is Trinidad? Do you know oh what I mean? God, like yeah. they they think Jamaica is the Caribbean and the Jamaican culture is what is synonymous here with Caribbean culture. And I feel like the smaller islands are now fighting back. Yeah, And those of us who are within our own communities, we enjoy our culture, but the Jamaican culture has really taken hold in the UK and everybody loves it. The thing is, I think
0: the word coolie has been like fetishized almost mm. in Britain in a sense where it's now like something exotic. Mm. And it's like, that's something that you desire that you wanna be. Mm. And it kind of takes away a lot of our history because there's a lot of pain also in that word, which is why probably you haven't heard it in that sort of light. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because in our childhood, like, coolie was used for anyone that was Indian, like it wasn't just for Indo Caribbeans. Oh, so yeah. like my, okay. so like you would hear your dad go like, oh yeah, so that guy, I, the, you know that coolie guy over there. Okay, but it yeah. wasn't in a derogatory yeah, way. That, it was like
1: I agree to that because my knowledge of, of the word as well is that in in like the in like the classism aspect like in india it'd be like a like beneath like the lowest right tier. yeah like so when someone would be like oh like look at that kuli it's like a um it's like an insult so i've never heard it used in like a positive way or like or repurposed in this in like how you're you're saying i've actually never heard anyone else maybe it's just
0: my area but yeah no i hear it a lot like I remember in school, like people that were half Indian and half black, they would say, Oh, I'm a coolie. Mm. And then I'd be like, No, you're I not. I thought I was a coolie. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you don't
2: feel like you have a leg to stand on oh, to no. answer back. Yeah, That's how not. I always felt because yeah. I was never looked at as a Caribbean person. Yeah. So I felt like if I tried to explain yeah. a Caribbean term or a Caribbean something, yeah. that they'd look at me like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. you look like you just came from India. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you have no leg to stand on to, so re- like, to protect your caribbean So like being in
0: London, it's so multicultural and like this area especially is really multicultural. Um, It's the most immigrated place in London. I've always seen people that look like me, never met people that are culturally alike. Do you feel more isolated being here? Because obviously your family have like, it's really recent, if you think about like the grand scheme of things that they've come to Mm -hmm. Britain do you feel isolated in a sense of your community? Because
2: I obviously have such a different experience to you guys, right? Because when we came over, there was already an established Indo-Caribbean community. And because my parents are dancers, we slot straight into that community. We used to perform for all the shows and then we started our own dance class. So in terms of isolation from my community, it's my community that's given me my identity. It's very, very much the opposite very much the offer i would be lost without my community you know they're not the, always the best but i would genuinely be lost i don't know who i'd be welcome to our <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, that's all i can say i like, just i don't know who i would be i don't know who i am <laughs> that's the
1: thing like i think all my favorite moments i've always had was when i had that sense of community like yeah. i remember like even coming like here or like for family gatherings you get that sense of community and that would be my only definition of what Guyanese is because obviously I or when I go to Florida and go to like those mosques and you see um like Trinidadian people and like Caribbean and you hear them talk Mm. and you you realize like oh that's actually where I'm from Mm. but um it's almost in like this weird like fantasy-esque way it's not like a reality ever yeah like it's always like it's always kind of taken away from you and before you can like truly yeah it's true
0: it. it doesn't it never last long enough for us you like guys are
2: gonna go wild from here on in
0: because when 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 you're around your family like no one will ever understand your experience like not. the people that are living it with you and so when you're around family you really feel indo-caribbean yeah even if feel... even if it's not the stereotypical like that you feel it like when my uncle's coming over and he's in there, like I feel my most Guyanese self, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'll I feel like I can my, relate.
1: I'll, I'll even hear my, my voice, change. right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll speak in this weird, like, yeah, I same.
0: People... I don't know where it came from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like my grandparents came from Florida and they all have these incredibly Guyanese, um, like, written voices, and like I'm just there and I'm just slowly transforming in my voice as I'm talking to them,
0: talking about things I've never talked about before, uh, just... like. <laughs> I love that, that's wicked. So you said something in the BBC um, interview, which I really liked Mm. actually. You said you're never Indian enough and you're never West Indian enough or Caribbean enough Mm. or Ghanaian stuff. Um, How does that make you feel like, is that not? I feel like because you've had this really strong sense of community, Mm. it's kept you really grounded in a sense of no matter who tries to tell you who you are, um, you know who you are. Obviously from our sense, because we don't have that strong sense of community, it's really easy for people to waver how we think of ourselves. So when whenever like I've literally had people come to me and say you're not Indian, or people say oh, no wow. you are Indian. Yeah, I've had that
1: too. I remember I remember there was a massive like shock on people's faces when I don't know how the conversation like arose, but I just said oh but I'm not even Indian, and then I remember like the whole table looked at me and I was like but I'm not like it's like what do you expect like and. It's mental. It's mental how quick people are to judge of you just of how you look. Because obviously, like, like stereotypically, I, I people would think I'm like Arab or something. Because, mm. Like how my hair is like curly or something like that. And it's like no. It's not even in their, It's not even in there. Like their scope to mm. to think you could possibly even be South American or Guyanese fit even further. So. It's, it's that's, that's like or
0: have you ever had it where like you're sitting with people that aren't obviously Indo Caribbean and they're talking about the Indian community, or the Asian community, yeah, and they look at you, that's really as, and, and, and that's a like I don't know how I don't know if I'm um, if I'm like
1: allowed to like yeah speak like on it.
0: I, I am Indian I'm I'm not Indian I don't know what I am so, <laughs> like so on
1: that like that's a really good point because for for say like a a fully Indian person or a Pakistani person who has like this Desi like culture and music and like film thing around them that they can all communicate on like and talk about. Mm. And cause you're like somewhat affiliated with that, they assume that cause you can't talk on that or like, obviously I, I grew up listening to like Bollywood music from my grandparents. Right. And obviously I haven't like dived into it enough where I could probably have like a decent conversation about it, but I can still appreciate it. But they will always see that cause you're not Indian enough or whatever. You can only ever really like get past like this wall, like or this like far for us to like get like close enough right. to even have like a connection like that. And you, you can never like, like relate enough. Yeah, exactly. It's it's literally that, and even on the food and all all, all that, and like, it, you you do feel a bit like I mean I've I've always felt like an alien almost, yeah. like because it's you 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 walk around and for like say if if I was like fully Indian or something, you see an Indian person on the road, and it's like oh that's someone. Who's like me? Hmm. I've never seen a guy in his person on the road and being like, "Oh yeah, cool." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, there's like Come someone. like, me. Event. like You someone would lose like your me. mind. I actually would. I remember there was one time. You should go. I'd actually be so happy to go because I remember. Should. I remember there was, there was one time. When I went to like a like one of those open market food things, yeah, and I remember I saw roti like outside of my own home for like, the first time, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I remember I wouldn't ever stop going going on about it. It's like,
0: no, do you know what the big one is? Bake. When you see bake yeah, outside your own yeah. house, and you're like, "People know this exists." Yeah, <laughs> like like people know that bake exists. Like, I I remember talking to like um because my boyfriend's Trinidadian, well he has Trinidadian in him but he's very like he's brought up around the Trinidadians so i remember it's being like do you know what bake is and he's like of course i know what bake is Mm -hmm. i was like (gasps) you know what bake is (laughs) so
2: have you been introduced more to the cultures through him? you know what
0: i will say that because my okay so my ex was algerian so that's north african when i'm I feel like the person that I'm with makes me feel, makes me align more to her culture. So when I was with my ex, it made me feel more Egyptian and Mm -hmm. Arab. When I'm now, when I'm with my boyfriend now, I feel more Caribbean. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not even, he just sees me as Caribbean, you know? Mm -hmm. He sees me as a West Indian, which is really nice. Mm -hmm.
1: I agree with that, because I think, like, my girlfriend, she's Pakistani, and through her, I've been able to truly, like, immerse myself into like bollywood culture that i've always been like kind of exposed to like young but you don't ever really get to like truly go into right, it properly yeah. and now i absolutely love it and it's like it's so fun like because like it it brings like the same warmth as, warmth as when you go to like a gathering and the music's yeah. on in the background or whatever you can actually get this like relatability like and through her, I've been able to experience all of that. So I think I that's, that's that where
2: my Indian side comes from because I've been doing Indian dance my whole life. Yeah. So I've always been around Indian people. Which is beautiful. That video the posted, posted dance, yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> so again, how you'll meet this Pakistani girl and you're now seeing that. You know, when on my Instagram, when I talk about how much I love Indian music and Indian culture, it's because it, before I was born, my parents are into it, right? So you can understand, that love and that warmth that it gives me as well, I just love. And that's why I would never agree with people that we have to get rid of our um, Indian Caribbean heritage. It's so important. Yes, we're all Caribbean. That's what we need to understand. First and foremost, we're Caribbean or West Indian, however you want to describe it. But we have this beautiful Indian heritage that some of us choose to love and keep in our lives every day and it's it's impo- it's important to me right yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think that's incredibly important to me as well because that that same that same culture that like the, the clothes the um the dancing and the music and all that i've it's it's exactly that it's that warmth like that you feel from that and that's like probably the pride that you get from feet from, from seeing like a guy in his flag or something like that and obviously i've never really had that but I can improve, like, kind of slowly immerse myself into like an, like the Indian roots that obviously have been instilled for me in like a young age through people I meet, and like I think that's 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 the most important thing. Then I suppose like blindly defining myself as an Indian person, I don't really know right. what it's about really. Yeah, just because like how the food I've eaten or whatever, like people who have a similar experience to that where they eat certain food or they listen to certain music and then they just define their whole life as that mm. and they don't accept anything else. But I think that's the special, that's a really true uniqueness to Guyanese cultures that it has that Indian element to it, but then there's also, um, there's a Lat- there's a whole Latin America element yeah. to it. And there's, there's um, Arabic elements to it as well. And there's all these things that could be appreciated. But
0: Cause when I was trying to do my um, collection based around the Indo-Caribbean experience, it was actually quite hard to find like the perfect balance between um, representing the Indian side and then also representing Caribbean-ness and then also representing the fact that we have come to Britain and we've made a home here. And this was our like homeland, our motherland. And I feel like it was hard because there was a part of it where I was gonna take all that flavor and all that color and everything that you see in the indian yeah. um influence out and then when you look at the collection it just doesn't quite sit right and you then you start to realize that the indian side plays such a big role even just in the caribbean in general like mm. if you
2: if you but people don't know that yeah right, right yeah. they don't and i always say to people even went to a trinidadian thing at the weekend and a caribbean man from a different island said to my dad well where are you from and my dad said what do you mean and he said well you can't possibly be from Trinidad," really? and like an, another guy from a different island and my dad said well why not so and this guy was in the line to buy roti (laughs) (laughs) that's the part that i find insane like you know roti you know curry you know all of these stuff from the caribbean from whatever island but you can't look at an indian person and possibly fathom that we can be from the caribbean how does that even work i know
1: yeah and that's that's funny you say that because that is so true and that's why i find that some people refrain from even mixing with caribbean people because or like uh mixing internally uh generally because they find that that kind of judgment or or there's not even education there's not enough education on understanding like truly like all the specific all the specific interest intricacies of like Guyana why do you think people islands?
0: don't know who we are
1: because i don't think i don't think there's been emphasis uh on our history but our history is actually incredibly important like for in, our family so our family are the indentured laborers from india that were commissioned to guyana and like that's under the the british empire to help this country so it's like they don't ever get that recognition and appreciate. i'm not really sure why to be honest but at the same time there's sometimes a, there's...
0: i find it a bit frustrating because Like, especially when I was writing that article and everything. I feel like almost this situation was created by the British because we were brought over by them. We were commissioned and everything. And then we come to the motherland and we're not
2: acknowledged. You know, it's weird because we mix with a lot of Mauritian people Mm. and South African people, South African Indians, Mauritians who have the same history as us. They, when they say they're Mauritian and they look Indian, there's no question yeah. if you're south african indian and you came through the indentureship yeah. okay cool you're south african indian yeah. it only seems to be when you talk about trinidad and guyana in particular yeah. that oh but you're you're not black but why but is are you that? black i don't and that's the bit that i don't understand why mauritius which is actually situated in africa yeah. south africa you can accept them as being indian but in the west indies we can't possibly be indian I don't you know, understand.
1: what I think is, I think from talking to my grandparents about this, I think it's because of the the composition of what we are because you have to think Guyana is pretty much split in the middle of Indian and then black people.
0: It's so hard to pinpoint, like, why we... I mean, I've, I tried, like, I tried to answer the question of why we weren't represented. And the only thing is, like, And it's hard to say that we didn't, we didn't, because I I think I was um, explaining my project to someone and she was like, oh, well that's because not enough people from your community did anything.
2: I was just gonna ask you because I got told that I am not the first person that's done what I've done and this Indo-Caribbean and whatever. And I said, I've never claimed to be the first person, but the people before us, had they perhaps done a better job or a bigger job yeah. or something more. But I think and it's more what than that. I've been told is that there was so much infighting between the people right. that yeah. used to run yeah. these organizations yeah. that they kind of it's their, they they are their own downfall. Right. And it's meant that our generation now, yeah, we the don't have uh, like in American Canada, for instance, New York and Florida and, and Toronto, they have massive Guyanese yeah, communities they they yeah. because it's been established and it's running and it's successful. And But here, we never manage to get ourselves off the ground. Yeah. And at one time, when my parents first came, when I was a child, it was pumping. Like, you guys have no idea. The indo scene was pumping in this country. But with the failure of those Com- those organizations who now sometimes want credit for what they did i asked them and i will sh- you know show them to people like you and say well you didn't do enough because you didn't reach out to all these families here your fan your whole entire family okay fine we knew about it but i'm taking their word for it that they did such this great job right. because they did a great job for me right but really did for they? you guys yeah did they really yeah. do such a great job yeah you th- know? I think that's
1: a that's a really good point because there are people like um I, I can't remember what her name is but the, there's a woman who's um quite uh, prevalent within the whole Brexit thing who is Guyanese? Uh, Gina Miller yeah, yeah and there's people of that status who could actually turn around and probably put us Guyan- on the map and that's what, and I, that's what I And uh, the reason they don't is because they're ashamed of it in a weird do way. <laughs> do you think? Oh, God. And I, and I, it's Because like,
2: there are a lot of Indo Guyanese and Indo Trinidadian famous people I've been told. And I'm like, mate, I don't even have any status. And I'm trying my best to do the best that I can do. Imagine if these. Guyanese and Trinidad people came together and were just like, yo, we're Indian from the but Caribbean. That's why yeah. I
0: think it's bigger than that because, like, one of the biggest books in The Windrush was The Lonely Londoner. It was written by Samuel Selvon. He was Indo Caribbean, but no one knows that. No, Everyone no. just is like, oh, this guy from Trinidad wrote this book and it's really big. But no, yeah. but, but why isn't that? Why is that? Why is that the part that's taken out? That's what I'm asking because I. I get that there's people out there that are not going to do enough. But the people that have done enough, why is it still... That's,
1: that's my point on that, I think, is that there are some people who have that status. I don't know why they I, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why they could perhaps be, like, ashamed of that culture. Because they feel like... It's, it's back to, like, the whole, like, cully thing. Like, that in itself is a word saying that you're, like, from the mud. Like, and these people come out of that and they become, like, quite like it's actually quite a general trajectory and I, they I turn think. their back on their culture they wanna yeah, a little bit, it yeah. Away. and yeah. um i think it's, it's innately within my mom always says this it's always innate within a guyanese person or a west indian person to have a, an immense ambition mm. and they usually come from like our, my, our grandmother like they were absolutely from the mud and like they absolutely flipped it and became incredibly successful people and they never. Ne- I'm not saying they necessarily like my our grandfather did incredible things for the Islamic community, uh, for Guyanese Islamic communities. But there are people in more like public statuses that don't want their name to be affiliated with that because they don't. It feels like it's like a besmirchment to their own like social status. Yeah, be
2: interested to, to ask these famous people. And
1: I, I would too. Why right? have you
2: never right. you, like Mark Ramprakash? I don't know where people think he's from yeah. but he's half Guyanese. Did you guys know that Rihanna's half Guyanese? Yeah. I, f- yeah.
0: I found that out on Afro-Guyanese the... though I think. Yeah, Not yeah. yeah. But still Guyanese. Yeah. Like, no well, one even well, knows Well Nicki Guyanese. Minaj is <laughs>
2: half yeah. Indian Trinidadian. Yeah yeah. Is she? Nicki Minaj yeah, is half, half Indian, Indian Trinidadian. Yeah. She's Indo-Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. But would, yeah. you, would you never know? Yeah, you would never know. No. What <laughs> do they do when they get this status? What do they do for the Indo-Caribbean but community? That's
1: what you said earlier in the conversation is that there's like this almost like um fetishized right it. yeah because there's yeah. like this african element to it and they just assume it's like this whole african thing yeah but they don't appreciate that it's like an, it's it's much more uh layered than that right. it's
0: like it's like people have been taught that it's something to be ashamed of you know what i mean like i feel like obviously
2: i don't feel like that no, but i not. would be very curious to know why these people who have these platforms and these statuses, why they haven't done anything to bring awareness that there's Indians in the Caribbean. I just, I don't understand.
0: I don't know, I find it really shocking as well because it's like, we're in 2019. And,
2: and, and I feel like a lot of the work that's been done is from an academic point of view. Right, so there's and that a lot never of reaches. research, mm. there's a lot of writing, there's a lot of yeah. books, like you're saying. That's not going to reach anywhere. No. My little documentary that I did on BBC, five minutes long, has gone, circled the world. Right, exactly. Because I'm just there and I'm talking and it's visual right. and you can see the food and you can see the dancing and you can hear the chutney in the background. And it's all Guyanese and Trinidadian people and it's very visual and it's just five minutes. And I guarantee you that has touched more West Indian yeah. homes than the all these books and the research and you know
0: what you, it, it's actually very interesting because when i was doing my academic research for my dissertation there's literally not much out there no one talks about it i don't know why no one talks about it there's one person he's quite prevalent and he writes about the indo-caribbean experience and all the social side of it but apart from him no one wants to, and I find it so confusing because our little community of people in the world, we hold so much history, we hold so much social discussion as well in the way that we communicate with people, even in the way that the two communities in the Caribbean communicate with each other yeah. and how that might make someone feel. And it's just so shocking that the world is missing out on this, on this
2: piece.
1: Definitely missing
2: out, yeah. And I think before long, if we don't get a grip of it, that the view of the Caribbean is so Afrocentric that if we allow and continue allowing the Indian side to get pushed out and not acknowledged and not appreciated before long, it will get forgotten. And so all these people who have platforms, you, I, however we're doing, I'm doing it through the culture, you're doing it through your podcast and your writing and stuff and your fashion, whatever medium you're using to promote Indo-Caribbean, the mistake that the elder generation made was they didn't want to work together. Right. They all wanted publicity and they wanted right. ego and they wanted this and they wanted that. Well, whereas we have the chance to use our different mediums to work together, to bring more awareness. And I'm so happy, I I feel bad for you guys, the, the how you never mix of Guyanese people. But in a way I'm glad because it shows that however we're doing it, we've done it right. To reach out to people like you guys who the elder generation, they thought only was such a fabulous job. They never reached out to your family, however that was possible. Yeah. We have, you know, and we're creating links here, which is great. I'm definitely coming, you know. <laughs> You're a- more than
0: welcome. <laughs> All right, so to end it off, what makes you proud to be Indo-Caribbean?
1: Um, I think this. I, I think our conversations and speaking, it, speaking the truth of our culture and, and doing our own service to find out where we're from and actually accurately represent it um and I think i because I have no actual bearing of of the culture more of like a stereotypical sense all I can do is is take take on like a take it on from like an educational perspective to do it do a service to my grandparents or and where they came from and, and also to it. pass
0: it down to when you have and kids. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm the. I, it's like I was saying this to to my my dad. I was like, me and Jana are literally the only people who actually care about like <laughs> the culture in our family. Like, why is no one looking at the old photos and like trying to like yeah. digitize like these films and stuff? Like, there's so much things that can be lost, and. There's, there's a lot of uh, power. Like the
2: certificates from the indentured laborers. Exactly, yeah. Those and are those, valuable. And the, the people that like went on sorry, these ships. I don't mean to cut you. I find that people who haven't grown up in the culture, the way I've done, the way my friends have done, they seem to value these stuff that you're talking about, certificates and digitizing videos. It's, you guys hold it so important. Because it's the only, only thing for, that's yeah. connecting yeah, us. You whereas know? for us... People of my peers and whatever, we wouldn't even think about something like that because we live this life every yeah, day. Yeah. Whereas I met another lady, an artist, who, she's like you, all she knows about Guyanese culture is what she's read. Yeah. So her take on her culture is so different it's like so precious that to us I live every yeah. day yeah it's amazing yeah. to listen to so what makes you proud oh god everything <laughs> at the end of my bbc proud, at through. the end of my bbc thing i said i endorse i advocate i am indo-caribbean i love it i love the religion i love the culture i love the food everything i think our history we've been through so much and what makes me proud of the hindus and the muslims especially in the caribbean is what our religions went through oh, yeah. to, yeah. and for it to still be sustained yeah. up till now is such a triumph to our ancestors. That alone just makes me so proud. Yeah. And I, th- I feel annoyed that when people wanna forget their Indian heritage and forget they're part of the Indian and whatever, it just makes me really frustrated because your ancestors went through so much yeah. to get to this point. Yeah. You just, des- they deserve for you to remember and to love it is what I think.
0: No, to be honestly, like, what really makes me proud is the history. Mm -hmm. Knowing that my ancestors were such hard workers and the amount of pain that they must have gone through. And for that to not be represented is so heartbreaking. Like, it it really breaks my heart that they had to go through all of that selflessly just to provide. And no one in the world cares enough or- How would
2: you feel if I told you Guyanese and Trinidadian people probably don't care enough. Really? Those of us that what, live like this, in the... Yeah, those of us that live this Guyanese and Trinidadian life every day, these are not conversations I have with them. Is it because they've been there, done that? Or is it because they... I don't know. I don't know why it seems to be so much more important to you guys. And I'm, I'm there as well with you. But in the general yeah. population of like when we go temple, when we go mosque, when we go parties, this is not ever... Even to celebrate Indian Arrival Day, there are some Indo Caribbean people that don't have never heard the word Indo Caribbean. Youngsters are asking me what does the term Indo Caribbean <laughs> mean? What I, is I Indian arrival I day? Know.
1: I didn't know what Indo, Indo- I didn't hear of Indo Caribbean until Jana wrote her article.
0: Really? Yeah. I didn't know of it when I was younger. I didn't know what that word was. Um But
1: you brought you brought up an incredible point in your article about um even in our uh, forms like about your identification there isn't an indo-caribbean there's just afro-caribbean and that in itself is so that's a problem that's an incredible problem problem. yeah and it's not good if someone lives their whole life not really knowing who they are because it's a big element to them to know and a big thing to them to be grounded and tethered to something and be a part of something
0: yeah i think it's it's bad as it's bad enough when your the people around you are not validating you. But then when your own country or the, the country that you're coming to for security doesn't even acknowledge you, that's a problem. Yeah. Like the census forms and all, they're not diverse enough. And to only put Afro-Caribbean is such a big disservice to the people who by your country were put in that place. You know, yeah. that's, that's really disheartening. And I think that's why, that's also another reason because that is a piece of history because we're going to, so far, the the way that the Carib- the Indo Caribbean population is estimated is literally we just guess like we're, we're yeah. just guessing how many people are here, and, and that you guys didn't even know that there were so many of them. No, us. so sure there's like a now. huge population we're m- <laughs> Yay, missing. Yeah, add like yeah. another couple thousand in yeah. there. To even,
1: to even add to that, it's like even even our names like. We have to bear the last name that's like misspelled. Like our last is like <laughs> <laughs> we have to bear the w- ignorance of a, of a white person yeah. for like the rest of our life. But yeah, and you don't you you go through your whole life. Our
0: last name is A instead of A L I. Oh. Yeah,
1: and it's just the it's just incredible. Like the the lot like there's small things that you you that people should cherish and like there's so much power in these small things just to know who you are. And, um, it's
2: your identity, isn't it? it? Yeah. If you have no pride in your identity, how... I don't even know. And I think your identity people, is who you are. People
0: take that for granted and they think that identity and race isn't as important, but it holds a lot of weight and a lot of value. Mm. And it really it's in everything that you do and it affects a lot of the relationships you have in life because yeah. your relationships are how you relate to people, you know, yeah, and if like there's going no- going
2: back to the beginning when you said- Exactly. I dread saying I'm Guyanese. Right, yeah. <laughs> because you just know the questions that are yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, The right. history you've got to explain and that alone kind of puts you in an anxiety situation yeah. like you were saying. It's been lovely. So, before we go, um, events where where can we go so basically our community put on a lot of events there's different groups that put on events throughout the year and what we've done is we've created indo-caribbean london on facebook as a page to highlight everything that we know about obviously we're not going to know about everything but we're hoping that people as we grow are going to keep telling us about stuff we put our own events on we have really good links within the community all the temples the mosques, the social groups the carnival groups the mass bands they kind of are all filtering in their information to us and we're putting everything on this page and we're trying to send it back out to you guys. That's great. That's really good. I'm going to come to one.
0: Mm -hmm. I'll definitely come Yeah? Mm -hmm. We'll bring your flag. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we don't even have a big flag. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, but social media pages, anywhere that you want to be reached? Just my Instagram page, chandani.passad. Okay. And social medias or anything that...
1: Um, Instagram, uh, it's Bilal Ali uh, with an underscore at the end. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to plug.
0: You don't want to plug your music?
1: uh um
0: he made the intro music to my podcast actually i'd say
1: i think <laughs> I'd, I'd say i'd say with my music actually I'd, I'd use that as a platform to to spread west indian yeah. um west indian culture so and my my actual uh alias is west cindy which is just a play on west indy yeah um and that's on spotify that's w-e-s-c-i-n-d-i
0: Perfect. Okay. Everyone knows my socials. I put it in all the I put it everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much guys, honestly. Thank it's you. been amazing. Great. Perfect.